We are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast. My name is Nate, and in this episode, we become bad batches and talk about the latest trailer for some questionable characters. Uh, we see an unhinged crow join in on some love and thunder, and we say hello there to a full cast for the next big Star Wars event. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys, and collectibles and all things geek-centric. Joining me on the show, we have the jacked-up, juice-filled, janky, joke-toting, e-cig-token jock with, without any justice, Justin. Hello there. Here to wreck shop and chop off your block, we have the killer of killers, the king crocodile of carnivorous creations, the kaiju crustacean himself, Kevin the Kong Crusher Hudson. That, that all feels related to my size, and you know I'm uncomfortable about that. <laughs> How are you two badasses doing tonight? Fantastic. How are you? Nice. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. We got so many, so many anti-heroes to talk about tonight. Oh, squad goals. You know, we got squad yeah. goals. Where I feel, I like to think of us as kind of like the, you know, the anti-heroes of our own geek world. Don't you think? There we go. We're the bad boys of toy collecting. Yeah. We're the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but guys, we've got we have had a lot to do uh, since we haven't really gotten to talk about what you, uh, from our last episode as we reviewed uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and you know, we've basically focused the entire podcast on that. So, uh, guys, let's get right into it. Uh, Justin, whatcha? Well, I feel like I don't have nearly as much whatcha as probably the both of you, so I'll, I'll probably fly through mine really quick. Uh, finished 24. Uh, finished oh, wow. the regular season, eight seasons. I, I'm on this, like, ninth season, which it's, it's uh, in, to, in my mind, it's not a complete season because it's not 24 episodes. It's actually 12 episodes. Um, oh, so I, I so finished, it's a half day. Yeah, it's, it's essentially a half day, but it's still called 24, <laughs> so it's very frustrating. Uh, um, should have been called 12. It should be called 12, yeah. yeah, or half day, you know what I mean? Or half life or, or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it taken. might not. Um, they probably ran that through some, like, focus yeah. groups, and it just wasn't taken. So. Um, but anyways, the, the eight seasons season run which uh by all accounts the the eighth season was supposed to be the last season it just was solid man it 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 owned itself it played through all its tropes of of being that sort of you know high 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 octane spy thriller uh conspiracy theory driven um jack bauer has earned his ranks as being a ethan hunt or a bond or uh any of those 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 very popular pop culture spy agents if you will mcgruber if you even you could even compare (laughs) on an opposite scale and without without spoiling anything justin was the ending everything you wanted it to be yeah like i remember when i had originally watched it it was felt very abrupt because they agreed that they were going to stop halfway through season eight so they they kind of ended it on a mark that it could be the end or they could come back um and it was emotional it was an emotional ending the last season really sees jack become the thing that he's been fighting off the most right so without giving anything away so he basically becomes the villain um oh interesting but you root for him in the end 
So okay. uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought Speaking it was great. Speaking of anti-heroes, geez. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's our first. Um, other than that, uh, I also got a chance to check out The Mighty Ducks, Game Changer. Either of you guys <laughs> check this out? Oh, dude, of course. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, so so like I, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I loved it. I actually like really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm hooked. I'm like, let's go. I want to see the You this. totally love the podcast, kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Nate, would, yeah. Nate would love the podcast, kid. Yeah, Mitch the Sticks. Is that is that his name? Yeah, Mitch yeah, the Sticks. Sounds about right. Um, and he's, he's hilarious, and just it, it reads a little bit like a Disney Channel-esque show big time gordon bombay is is uh like where he is why he's why he is the way he is and you know i I don't know if this is really a spoiler but he's very jaded i'm interested to see how he got there yeah Uh, i don't don't get it sarah and i rewatched the 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 trilogy in preparation yeah yeah and like he does not end on a note that would suggest he needs to all of a sudden hate kids and hate hockey. Yeah, something definitely <laughs> happened, and and like it's he's just leaning really hard into that. Like at one point he says, "If I could, I'd have a sign that says I hate kids and no hockey." But it's very hard to find that sign. Trust me, I've looked. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I've looked. So I thought it was great, um, but I, I know Kevin would appreciate that that Maple Leafs kid that was uh, featured in. How funny like, was that? Little Will, Little Willie <laughs> Nylander, basically. Yeah, yeah. Had the flow and everything, man. <laughs> yeah. I love I love how I love how he's like nine hundred dollars. Guy doesn't know how to skate. What is this? <laughs> and and correct me if I'm wrong, because I was listening to some other podcasters. Shout out to the movie podcast talking about this. They apparently they they have a Canadian at, at, in the in a Mighty Ducks franchise for the first time, and he's awful. He's mm, terrible. Yeah, that, that might be true. He's, he he sucks. Yeah. And so I'm uh, I'm that's a little upsetting. But and, and not just a Canadian, but a Toronto born player. That just to really hammer that in. <laughs> like unreal. Um but Kevin, um, you know, you and I are are huge fans of Cobra Kai. Uh, would you say that this holds a candle to Cobra Kai? It's one episode, so I want to give it a little bit of time before I make an assessment on that. I, I can see it sort of pays a nice tribute to what it's based off of. And if that's all this is going to do, I'll be perfectly fine with that. I'm not expecting Emmy Awards coming out of this thing. But, you know, if it's a fun hockey show in the spirit of those Mighty Ducks movies, it's going to be very Cobra Kai in that regard. I have to, I have to, I'm going to have to watch uh, the movies. I've never seen them. Do you think the third one's worth watching? Only because, you know, it's the worst of the three, but it's part of the story. So yeah, why it's not? it's part of the story. You have to watch like, it. Why not? Okay. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. I'll watch them. Uh, the last thing I got a chance to check out uh, was Invincible. Amazon yes. Prime's uh, latest animated show, uh, superhero <laughs> show, which, uh, you know, I, I watched the first episode today and then I ended up watching the other two just before uh, this podcast. So, um, you know, it's it's great, man. It's the animation is solid. The 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 storyline seems really like I'm intrigued. There's like a, a mystery that's going on. Um, it, it has that boys vibe. Um, the guy who did uh, um, uh, Walking Dead has done this. And, and, and it's funny because uh, Steven Yeun is in it. He, he plays. Uh, oh, he's amazing. Invincible. I think there's eight characters from uh, The Walking Dead that voice roles throughout the, the show at least as the series will go on. You've also got Zazie Beats. You've got Walton Goggins, uh, Jillian Jacobs, Jason Manzukis, Seth Rogen, Sandra Oh is in it. Uh, and uh, and Mark Hamill's going to show up at some point. I will say I, I don't agree with you about the animation. I think the fight animation is phenomenal. 
I think as soon as they go to the talking moments, Ugh. there's there's some work to be done. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that this is just the first season. This is how it looks, and that it progresses as it goes on. Because I, I didn't I didn't find the the facial animations while they're talking. Sure, to me that but it, it reads to me like anime. <sighs> But it's not meant to be, though. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, but what is it meant to be? Like, I feel like it's, it's meant to. I guess it's meant to more more look like the sort of the the '90s Batman cartoons. I kind don't of, think that's so. That's kind of vibe that I was getting. I don't think so. I feel like no? have you ever watched Cyber Six? To me, that's kind of the animation style that it reminds me of, where it's like the fight sequences and the choreography and all that stuff is done so well. And to me, that's that's what I speak of when I think of. I mean, like, that's great, the most important. Of course, yeah. I don't care what they For look sure. like when they're just talking. Like again, they sure. you know, like it's not like even they need if it's. To, three quarters of the episode yeah but I, like, i'm it's saying kind like, of integral but what can you really do with with that other than like if you're not if it's in tra- traditional 2d animation it, it feels anime it looks anime in in its in its uh, approach not just the fighting if you strip the fighting and you look at like there's just like those talking scenes and stuff it feels very anime inspired it looks as close to the comics as possible now obviously we don't want to sort of spoil what was the climax of that first episode so we, we won't right. get into detail but other than that, did you honestly get boys vibes from this? This yeah. felt like PG boys. Like the dialogue was wooden. The characters were like sort of bland and uninspired. And when I say boys vibe, I think it's the extreme violence that it's boys vibe. Maybe but not there was the... none of that in that first fight scene. Like somebody could have like yeah, gotten I, but I, a bit I, I more think injured that's... or something. Yeah. It was all to sort of make that twist very shocking. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. But they almost but lost think... me before that happened. But I think you kind of, you know, when you continue into the, when you continue into the second episode uh, and even the third episode, you know, we see we see Mark Grayson start to understand the realities of being a superhero. You know, what he's seen on TV and what he's read in comic books is not what actually happens in his in his dad's day to day life. And so, you know, th- I don't think it's a spoiler to say like people die. You know, like people. That's how it happens. You're, you're even though you're, you're a superhero, you're not going to save every single human being inside of a you know that are being attacked by aliens. So I, I think from a boy's standpoint, on that end, yes, the realism end um, kind of comes into play there. Uh, of course, the violence and 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 the you know the brutalness. But I, yeah, you're right. Like I don't think there's the language is not really um, the same. Uh, but I I do think like I don't know. I feel like there's so much to the comic books. There's like three omnibuses so far, or four omnibuses of of collections of of all of these comics. So we're only three episodes in. I really do think they're taking their time. They're taking their time with it. I, I like the pace that they've moved because apparently it takes you a lot longer in the comics to get to the point at the end of episode one. Um, so the fact that they're moving at that pace, obviously they have to to hook people in for the first series or first season. Um, but I'm hoping I'm hoping that we get some more big moments uh, out of it. Yeah, because honestly, if it wasn't for that last five minutes, I don't think I'd be going back for episode two. It, you know, caught you off guard because of how everything was sort of building up before that. So if that was the intention, that's well done. Mm-hmm. That's clearly mm-hmm. what the intention was. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost afraid to keep talking about it, though, because I don't want to I don't want to spoil things for people because it yeah, is such no, a cool. Yeah, we did. Cool we moment. did well. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> so that's my watch. Yeah, um, it's a bit like I said, it was light, but there was a lot to talk about. I'm glad you guys got to at least check out some of the things. Very cool. Uh, all right. Well, Kevin. Uh, I want to know what you I know last week on the show or after the show you were like oh man this is gonna be a huge whatcha for me so what you been what you've been watching dude? go uh, looking go at my, looking at my list here it really isn't um, that extensive uh, but 
Uh, Sarah and I watched a show together, and then I watched one of my own over the last few weeks, uh, and I'm excited to talk about both of them. I don't even know where to start. I'll start on this one because I know you've wanted to talk to me about it for a while. Let's uh, go, Kevin. I, I took the plunge. Uh, I learned about the four elements, uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I did Avatar The Last Airbender, and uh, yes. I was so pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed that show. Let's Unbelievable. go! Like, right? Like, I was going to say, even as we were talking about Invincible, I'm like, ah, animated shows just don't usually hook me, and especially one that, you know, could almost, at first, I was, like, comparing it a little to Pokemon, you know, and it's yeah, three sure. kids on a, on a bit of an adventure throughout this world, and, and yeah, yeah um, but I just, the characters are so compelling, and yeah. go through these character arcs and these journeys and experiences that aren't just your run-of-the-mill kids cartoon stuff. And yeah, I just, I loved so much about it. I, I really did just fall in love with this thing and ended up watching it over the course of like six days, you know, oh, and, Kevin, and I'm that's getting 60 episodes. That's nuts. I'm getting goosies right now. I'm getting goosies hearing you talk about this way. Cause honestly, it's, it's my favorite animated television show of all time. And it's, it's just it. And that's, you know, I think that's, you can see the excitement that I had when they announced that they were going to do an avatar studio. Uh, and that they're going to continue with it. Uh, do you think you're going to dive into Korra, perchance? Or have um, you already- I, I checked out the first five minutes just because I wanted to sort of get, because I figured they would give you a little bit of a rundown on what was going on. I was kind of surprised to see how it was a continuation of the show. That wasn't really what I was expecting, to be mm-hmm. set so far in the future without these characters that you loved so much. Yeah. And so yeah. that might almost be my biggest issue, is sitting there wishing that I could see these characters that I want to see more of an adventure with. And so I think I'll be better suited to watch if they continue sort of that journey you know, with, with future projects. So I'm not sure if I'm going to get into Korra. You know, if, I'm, if I don't get my APA... You know what? What's the what, what's the point of living? Um, what's the you know, point? I was gonna say, are you a Momo or an Appa stand? I'm, I'm an Appa guy. I'm an Appa yeah, stand. Let's big go. Time. Okay, uh, love them. Uh, you know, Sokka could either be the most annoying character on the screen or the funnest to watch. Uh, <laughs> yes, but my, he kind of goes from he transitions from annoying to fun, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get really yeah. behind him and everything like that. But my yeah. ultimate favorite character, hundred percent, is Uncle. Oh, Uncle, Uncle Iroh. is so good. Super oh. underutilized in season three. And I think I understand yeah. why with the passing of the actor that played him, they sort of chose to limit the role rather than maybe doing a disservice to the amazing work that uh, Mako did over those first two seasons. Um, yeah. But yeah, and even just like some of the, okay, because I didn't realize this isn't like a traditional anime at all. This is a, a North American anime. Yeah. And so yeah. it's funny that Darcy... Uh, yeah. is a huge anime fan and hates Avatar. So he's definitely, really? yeah, he's a more traditional Japanese anime fan versus this North American eyes wow. sort of version of it. And I think I've never liked anime but loved this. And so I think, <laughs> you know, that this the, the sort of similarities or disparities, uh, disparities there between our, our two likes and, and the well, fact that Well, just like the show, Kevin, balance. Right? right? Balance is there everything. So. There you there go. go. But, but the voice acting, like you got... Mark Mark oh. Hamill in there. You've, I love Mae Whitman. She's a main yeah. character. Yeah. Uh, and then you just even get like smaller bit roles from, you know, just actors that you, you'd you recognize if you saw their Clancy Brown and guys like that. And they do such great work. And all these characters they interact with are just, even if it's for one episode and they're the village weirdo, they're just such fun characters. The Swamp People, that episode was amazing. Oh, yeah. Like just oh, those, yeah. those second and third characters that pop up here and there are so much fun. And I mean, you you kind of messaged me and you were getting frustrated about uh, Zuko and, and his journey. I mean, Dante Bosco 
right? You got Rufio, Rufio. himself, yeah. right? <laughs> Instantly recognizable with that voice. Um, and just the transition that that character goes through is so, so good. Yeah, definitely. But uh, the other big thing that I watched uh, is quite tonally different, um, but it had been recommended to, to both Sarah and I by so many people that whose opinions we trust for years and obviously won, I think, 11 Emmys. Uh, so I'm talking about Watchmen. Um, oh, yeah. What a journey that was. Man, I was like, I didn't think I was going to get into it after that first episode. I tried watching it when it first came out and was like, I don't get what's going on here. And you really don't for like four or five or six episodes. I still don't. don't. Um, Like I went back and halfway through rewatched the movie and then was looking up, okay, because I read the book at one point too. So it was like, okay, so this is based off the book, but watching the movie helps you sort of re-familiarize yourself with characters. And then you find out who these people are. Like, oh, just so good. So, so Jeremy good, Irons dude. is so fun. Oh. His character is incredible. Um, you know, there's obviously a big reveal that I had spoiled for me, unfortunately. There's obviously a huge twist in about the seventh or eighth episode there. And, like, even Sarah was like, oh, wow, when when you do <laughs> find out who, who he is, you know. So I, I wish I hadn't had that spoiled for me a year ago, but uh, it's it was still pretty incredible, and the that penultimate episode is one of the best I've ever seen. So well done. Uh, that is, I I agree with you, Kevin, and I think I said that on the podcast before. The second last episode of Watchmen is is probably the best episode of television that I've ever watched. And I'm not saying Watchmen's my favorite show, but that one episode is yeah. immaculate for, for what immaculate. it means for the whole series and just how well oh it's handled gosh. and everything. Yeah, that show was. It was it was it was worth all the hype. Yeah, it's yeah. it was the equivalent to what uh, I think you were comparing it to Wandavision, the pen, the penultimate yes. episode of Wandavision. It just it brings everything together, right? Like after yes. after being invested in in the show for as many episodes and asking questions, that that episode just just served it all up and really set you up for that that finale. So yeah, it is probably one of the best examples of of television. It was phenomenal, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's it for me in terms of big stuff. Uh, how about go. you, Nate? What you been up to? Yeah, I mean, listen. Of course, we've been continuing to watch uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, of course, you know, if our listeners don't know already, we have our watch club for it every single week. Uh, we were sad to to miss our our, our big Kev sauce uh, on the last week's episode, but uh, we did get Mr. Mitch George of the Press YYZ podcast to uh, to fill in the space, and I think he, I think he did a pretty good job. But also. Um, you know, I, I did get a chance to finish uh, Superstore. So they, they wrapped up the whole series. Uh, and the ending was all right. Um, it kind of felt rushed, given that they wrapped up everything in, in one episode. Um, I feel like they could have done it over like three or four episodes to give a more satisfying... Re- when you've only got 20 minutes per episode. like, And you've got all these really great characters, in my opinion. I know, Kevin, you weren't as big of a fan. But when you've got these really great characters that have their storylines to kind of just quickly wrap them up in like one scene or, or like with a sentence of dialogue was a, a little bit disappointing. So um, it was good. I didn't cry, though, so it couldn't have been that good. Uh, of course, I did watch Invincible, as I was, I was saying, as I chimed in with Justin's Watcha. And then uh, the last blockbuster I got a chance to watch, uh, which is a documentary on Netflix. It was lovely. Uh, hosted by Clerk star himself, Kevin Smith. Um, it's insane to see... 
you know, uh, uh, the this little blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, stay afloat. The documentary just shows like it's a family and community run business. Um, and it's run by this really incredible mom. Her name is Sandy Harding. And she literally, dude, she literally does everything she can to make her customers happy. Like to the point where she goes out to local Best Buys and Walmarts and buys copies of the new releases to put on the shelves for people to rent. Or like if there's a movie that you want that she doesn't have, she'll go on Amazon, buy it, and then you can rent it. <laughs> she makes beanies. She makes custom merch. She, she buys snacks. a blockbuster? <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like a mom and pop shop with the blockbuster branding. And it's so cool to see how it's still still open. And honestly... As soon as this pandemic allows for traveling, I'm going to Bend, Oregon, and we're going to take a trip, all of us, and we need to go see this blockbuster in person because well, that is it, so cool. Isn't it an Airbnb now? Well, <laughs> they did do – yes, Kevin, to your point, they did do a competition where you could stay a night in the last blockbuster on Earth, and I think that's since passed and I think happened, luckily, before the uh, the coronavirus situation or, or as it, just before it got really bad. Um, but dude, the irony of this showing up on Netflix is not lost in the documentary because good, good. they constantly call it out. They constantly talk about it, and even the the you know the the president who used to be the president of of Blockbuster, he's on the documentary saying like, you know what, it really wasn't Netflix uh, that killed Blockbuster. Uh, but instead of telling you what killed Blockbuster, I'm going to let you watch that documentary so you can support them. Uh, please go check it out. And I'm I'm currently scouring the internet. If any of our listeners know. Uh, how to reach out to this this blockbuster and get some of the custom merch that's made there, or even get a blockbuster card. They have the laminated cards, guys, nice. that nice. you can get that say the last blockbuster on them. You still have one? <laughs> oh, Justin, that's so cool. I don't. I never got one. I wasn't old enough. Wow. Oh man, just craziness. Definitely, uh, if you're listening, please go check that out and uh, and find a way to support the last blockbuster in the world because um, they're a dying. Dying breed. Uh, so, guys, speaking of dying breeds, uh, I think we should get into the news, uh, which has nothing to do with dying breeds of anything. Uh, but let's get into the news. <laughs> it's all about the details. All right, guys. So just two quick uh, stories related to casting uh, have come up in the past few days here. Uh, starting with this first one here. Russell Crowe joins Thor Love and Thunder. This in a report from Aaron Couch and Boris Kitt. Uh, from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, the actor is stepping into a mystery role. Oscar-winning actor Russell Crowe is down under to appear in Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, Crowe <laughs> is expected to play a small role in Taika Waititi's film. I mean, that's how they wrote it, guys. I'm not... I'm not, I just did the accent. Um, the actor's involvement was first suspected when photos surfaced over the weekend of him, of him in Australia with the cast of the Marvel Studios film. Marvel could not be reached for comment. Uh, Waititi previously included some stunt castings in 2017's Thor Ragnarok um, when a play within the film included Matt Damon as Loki, Chris Hemsworth's older brother Luke Hemsworth as Thor and Sam Neill as Odin. Thor Love and Thunder uh, is going to be coming out um, in 2022 and of course it's going to star Natalie Portman, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Natalie Portman reprising her role of Jane Foster who is probably going to become Thor, Tessa Thompson returning as Valkyrie, we got Christian Bale Coming to the MCU, which I'm so stoked for, uh, more than more than Russell Crowe coming uh, <laughs> uh, as Gore the God Butcher. 
Uh, and even some stars from Guardians of the Galaxy, such as Chris Pratt, uh, are in the mix. Crow won an Oscar, of course, for 2000's Gladiator and last appeared on the big screen in, his, in probably one of the best movies he's ever done. Uh, no, I'm joking. It's called Ra- Unhinged. Is that it? Yeah, it's a road rage thriller, Unhinged. Have you not watched so that guys, one? No, no. <laughs> Did no. you? Okay, yeah, no, I'm not going to watch it. I'll probably become unhinged if I watch it. Guys, um, so who is this unhinged man going to be? Do you think with the report of him being in a smaller role that this might be more YTT stunt casting? Uh, Or do you think that this may be an introduction to a bigger character that we'll see in future MCU projects? Justin? I'd love if it's... Beta Ray Bill, like I, I was reading that online. Like, oh wow, what if he like is cameoing as as Beta but Ray like, Bill? But like, would he be? I guess that would be CGI, right? Because he wouldn't have. Yeah, he'd be vo- Russell well, Crowe. I'm sure they could. They would do a. They would do a a Josh Brolin mo-cap. Thanos. Yeah, like a mocap yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, he's a horse Thor, so it'd be really tough to sort of carry those mannerisms over. But uh, <laughs> that's definitely my first choice, and and it and it plays into. Not only, you know, some stunt casting, right? It's a, it's a fun character that's very Taika Waititi, I think, right? True. You know, mm. this horse Thor. And I don't know if he has this large overarching role to play or if he should just make a quick appearance. We know he's out there, but we don't have to see too much of him. You know, that almost works better for that character. See, I, I was thinking of maybe him being a villain, and I think you could, honestly, you could either go stunt casting with this or not. So you could either have the character show up with his son uh, and and have it just be a quick, like, joke between, you know, having having the, the father and son dynamic show up, uh, or you could have him be an actual character. And I was thinking maybe he comes in as Zeus, and then we also get Hercules, right? And we have them come in, and then you see, like, Zeus and Hercules, like, kind of like... It's like a dad and son off almost, right, between between them. I don't know. I think that could be really, really interesting. Um, and uh, I, I think he fits the physique maybe. Well, maybe not the upper body physique, but the largeness physique <laughs> right now. I, I also think, though, that it's interesting, like, the idea that there's stunt casting. Because, like, uh, I think I was reading that, um, what's her name? Melissa McCarthy and her husband are going to be in the movie. And they were, like, you know, on Instagram and, and Twitter. Really? And t- telling Taika Waititi, you know, they want to be in the movie. And uh, there were reports that Melissa McCarthy was seen on set with uh, a Hella costume so oh, she's okay. gonna be playing so like, it's another play play she's gonna play that it's hell. another play yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is gonna be i mean that would be fantastic <laughs> i want to see this 10 percent last out and i did no. <laughs> mccarthy is oh, great no. is is matt damon apparently coming back too i've heard that right so i could definitely see them doing the play again then right maybe maybe it's like a part two or something or maybe that's how the movie starts or something yeah i it's uh, i think it's a it was a good it was a really great joke that everyone acknowledged and called out from his version and i think that he would be foolish not to give it some sort of cameo or appearance in this movie at some point and really finding a place for it them telling the story about ragnarok right and like you know the the fall of vasgard right so you know it'll be it'll be interesting if he's part of this whole play scenario he could be surter is his name surter yeah yeah, With the big yeah, horns yeah. okay from ragnarok like yeah, if yeah, he, yeah. they're gonna do the play he he might be that if if melissa mccarthy's in it as well like could now, be do really they light nice him place. on fire do they actually light him on fire part, no it'd be funny though based on the play if they paint him red and he's just yeah. like he's burly right like he's like Rrr. but then they like <laughs> added like paper flames or something like that or and he's like really like somebody's holding a fan yeah exactly <laughs> oh that would be gorgeous oh very cool all right, well, only time will tell to see who the big crow portrays. Um, but guys, 
Let's uh, let's move on to our next story and say hello there. Uh, Star Wars confirms Obi Wan Kenobi cast as production almost begins. This from Ben Travis uh, from Empire Online, who writes: For years, Star Wars fans have been waiting for you and McGregor to pop up and say hello there to the galaxy far far away again and he's just about to do that because the much anticipated obi-wan kenobi series is officially a go a special event series coming to disney plus that delves into the years between obi-wan's fateful battle against a pre-vader anakin skywalker on mustafar in revenge of the sith uh, and his encounters with luke skywalker in a new hope Disney has confirmed that the show is more or less ready to roll, stating production begins soon, and it's uh, it's just announced some pretty fantastic casting to boot. Uh, it's been long known that McGregor would be back, and last year we did learn that the prequel trilogy's Hayden Christensen will also be returning to play Vader. Uh, but alongside them is Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Piesi, uh, Piesi, Piesi uh, <laughs> have now been confirmed as well. We got Kumal Nanjiani, uh, we got O'Shea Jack. Jackson Jr., Indira Varma, we got Benny Safdie of Uncut Gems, uh, and he's also one of the Safdie brothers, which is, I didn't know they acted. Um, we've also got uh, Sung Kang, uh, who has played Han Sewell in the Fast and Furious yeah, films, man. Justin. The unsung, right? the so unsung um, hero of the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. Uh, we also have Moses Ingram, uh, who recently appeared in The Queen's Gambit. I thought she was fantastic in that. We have Rupert Friend, and we have Simone Kessel. Stay tuned for info on whether she'll have a walk-on role or if we'll see Kessel run. Uh, that's listen guys guys listen that's in the actual news report okay that's not on me okay blame uh Blame Ben Travis for that one. Uh, this is easily one of the most exciting Star Wars projects currently in the works, and it has recurring Mandalorian director Deborah Chow behind the camera. Yeah. We'll see what they manage to cook up when this show arrives in 2022. So, guys, what do you think of the cast and any ideas on who some of them might be? Well, I, I'm gonna, I, I would love to see Indira Varma play Satine. Uh, Bo Katan's oh, sister. Wow. I think like as like a flashback, like as like her, like her his love interests that right. If you give her blonde, that hair, would really work. Yeah, yeah. Give her blonde hair. She's got that look, right? So it'd be pretty, Holy. pretty crazy. And then I think Kumali, he's gonna be a friggin' droid for sure. Yes, he's got to be yeah, right. A droid he's a comedy character. Yeah. Maybe he's like a scruffy, uh, like mechanic or bounty hunter type character, or I don't know. I could see, I could see them going a few ways with him, but like. Good for Kumal Nanjiani. Are you kidding me? Like, this guy freaking, he makes it into the MCU, almost, and now he's in a freaking Star Wars project. Like, this guy's on fire. Rupert Friend, oh my gosh, if you look at the images that they tweeted out, like, Rupert Friend, if he's not playing some sort of, like, admiral... Yeah, like for sure <laughs> for the emperor, like for the empire, like he's just come on. Who's Joel Edgerton going to be? So Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Piese are probably going to reprise their role as Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what who they I played at the right in in episode three, oh, which makes a lot of sense. But so does this mean we're going to get a young Luke running around the moisture fields of Tatooine? I'm most <laughs> excited to hear that it's like a special event series. There's yes. going to be a start and finish plan for this. It's going to tell a story, and that's all it should. I don't need five seasons of this. I don't even need two or three. I think a nice, concise, well-told eight-episode story would just be fantastic and make it that much more. I mean, because we know where it's all going to end up. And so, yes. you know, tell me an interesting story, but don't prolong it too much. Is it is it eight? Do they know how long the episode runs? No, I was saying, for instance. Okay, okay yeah. yeah. I heard it was four. 
I oh, heard wow. it was a four episode thing, but, but I they're know. longer. I, I would assume, right? Well, of course. Yeah, I could they see that. Yeah, you could you could yeah. hit like fifty five minutes maybe on an episode or whatever yeah. if you're going to do that. Because or else, why not just do a movie, right? Yeah, right. So, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Like, I mean, it's cool that they're showing this casting. I feel like you know. Uh, I feel like a lot of these people might have to be like one-off situations, right? Like, you know, we're, we've, we've kind of gotten the ability to see some of the characters return in Mandalorian season two, but in season one, you know, a lot of those actors that we were excited about only showed up for one episode. So like if, if Indira Varma is Satine, right? Duchess Satine, and she's back for like a flashback, you know, episode, then sure, you know, and then, and then after that, that's it. Well, and like, you know, Hayden's not going to be in it much because, you know, uh, Obi-Wan and Darth don't see each other between Mustafar and the, the Death Star, so they, but is they're that, not going to run into each other, but right? But, don't they, though? But that's what Do, they've they? set this show up, is that there's the epic rematch. So they're going to change the entire canon about what he's referring to when he says, I have not, I feel a presence I have not felt since. He's, he's an old man that was out in the desert for a long time, Kevin, okay? He forgot a lot of things. He didn't even remember the droids, yeah, okay? Wasn't Come it on. Kathleen Kennedy who said, like, with an epic rematch? Like, <laughs> yes, I, I'm, in, the, in the Disney we, we talked about Investors we talked Day. about it with uh, I think Darcy and we were saying like what if it's not like a physical rematch like it's a meditation thing right like they meditate to a state and they where see they, each other and they that, see that way each you other. could still show Hayden's face because you maybe you see him how how uh, Ben wants that's to see exactly him, it right why would you bring back Hayden Christensen only to put him in a Darth Vader suit right like it's yeah, not doesn't it doesn't make sense. make sense to to do that right so if you're bringing so back Hayden Christensen he's yeah. going to be playing Anakin Skywalker that's a good question because did they bring Hayden back to do Rogue One or did somebody else no. play yeah okay yeah. so yeah you're right it, what what is the point because it's not like he'd be voicing the character exactly what's the point <laughs> yeah. oh so he's under the suit bravo bravo <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> you put him in the costume that's it yeah so. even even Pedro Pascal is like what the hell man yeah you, they don't they don't want to see your face or hear your voice they just yeah, want yeah. You to- <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well guys uh that is it for casting news of course guys if you want to reach out to us and let us know anything you know what you think about Russell Crowe maybe even joining Star Wars one day who knows um <laughs> please write into the show of course you don't you don't have to take years and years of lessons from yoda to learn how to force meditate your way into our brains and thoughts uh you just have to email us justin where can they where can the listeners let us know uh, what their thoughts are they can reach us at we are geekcentric at gmail.com that's we are geekcentric at gmail.com that is the email you're looking for yes uh anyways guys let's get into some trailers it's trailer time <laughs> All right, all right. <clears throat> uh, let's uh, get to this first trailer here, guys, <clears throat> uh, which is for Rick and Morty Season 5, uh, created by Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland, starring Justin Roiland, Dan Harmon, Chris Parnell, Spencer Grammer, Sarah Chalk, and Carrie Walgreen. Uh, we don't have a synopsis yet for Season 5, but they just dropped the trailer, I think, literally today as us, as us record this. As hours us record ago, this. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I record. I don't know. I'm, I'm becoming Is another this, character yes, from Rick and oh Morty. My oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> this looks like another crazy season. Uh, did you guys get a chance to watch the trailer? Oh, you know it, man. You know it. I got the the message and was like, "Oh, I hope we can fit this into the program." Because yeah. I had no idea this was coming. It seems soon, doesn't it? Oh well, when have they ever had another season within about a year of one finishing? I thought we were going to have to wait years for this to to come back. So that I was. As good as it was, I was just more excited to see Rick and Morty, 
not even and then watched it and it was like yep there's there's gonna be just so oh, i just can't wait i can't wait i'm stoked i mean it, it like it looks at like at one point we see like a young jerry in the ship with rick and summer uh or or not with uh with morty and summer and like maybe summer has like the hots for this guy that turns out to be her dad so very like <laughs> back to the future-esque you know right like um and i, I also like seeing them continue with the themes of like multiverse just as like the whole world starts to become more comfortable with multiverses in the mcu so be it in the rick and morty uh, cinematic uh, universe uh, right are we are we blades in that one Dope. <laughs> i love amazing i love that right like when they're walking by those crystals and then yeah there's the the blade characters and then if you look in the background in that scene um there's a cr- another crystal and it's got a video of the real adventure of doc and marty which is the uh, the all australian bushcraft version uh, have you have you guys ever oh, watched this? That is a trip no? and a half. Oh, dude, so... it's oh, it's so trippy. It's insane. But the fact that it's in that that crystal there means that it's technically in canon, which is so cool. Um, and I'm just I don't know. I'm so excited. I, I hope we uh, I hope we do get Mr. Poopy Butthole back because there's a character in there that looks like Mr. Poopy Butthole, but I think I think it's a new character named Gluttony. Um, which is going to be interesting. He's like a little fat guy, but like the the Voltron moment or the reference to Jurassic Park with the with the ah 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 hologram that pops up. I was just like, I'm like, you know what? I don't care if this is conventional Rick and Morty because even conventional Rick and Morty is is hilarious. So I am so stoked, and that actually comes out uh, June twentieth to Adult Swim and supposedly HBO Max. Uh, where the first four seasons are already streaming, so you can catch up. Uh, but guys, you know, I like to think of us, as I mentioned, as as the antiheroes of our crew, of our you know our geek world. I also think of us as a pretty bad batch. Uh, and speaking of the bad batch, guys, Star Wars: The Bad Batch. We got the second trailer, the official full trailer uh, for Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Of course, this is produced by Dave Filoni. Uh, with Brad Rouse serving as supervising director and Jennifer Corbett uh, as, uh, or Corbett maybe, uh, as head writer for the series. Uh, of course, this stars D. Bradley Baker, Ming-Na Wen. Uh, we got Andrew Cashino and uh, Stephen Stanton as Admiral Tarkin. Of course, the Bad Batch follows a group of elite and er- experimental clones as they make their way through an ever-changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. Uh, guys, I mean... I was hyped after the first trailer. What did you guys think of this uh, this pretty amazing looking looking uh, cinematic trailer that we got? I'm excited to see like this part of of the Star Wars universe, like what happens during or I guess after Order sixty six. Yeah, because this is. I mean, we're gonna be we're gonna see the introduction of the stormtroopers, right. right? And we're gonna see clone troopers fighting stormtroopers. Yeah, like, that's. Let's go. Yep. Let's go. Yeah, and we're, it's just it's going to be it's I'm just interested to see how kind of like the rise, right? Like a little bit more of that like, you know, they've they've eliminated all the Jedi. What it ha- what happened between uh that that period of time where you know, Revenge of the Sith ends and and a new hope begins, right? Like we know what happens to, to a certain degree and I know Rebels kind of deals with that a little bit. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if they come into contact with any of the Rebels characters. Right, like we'll. Well, I, I mean, this trailer confirmed it, right? Like we, so not only did we get to see Ming Na Wen's Fennec Shan, right, a, an earlier version of her, compared to you know she's much younger than when she obviously appears in in the Mandalorian. Uh, we also get Canadian voice actor uh, Andrew Cashino, mm-hmm. who's back as a slightly older but not old version of Saw Gerrera. Yeah, that's uh, who I we see. Yeah. Right, hand one of the the pistols over uh, to the Bad Batch. So. I, I, 
Like, I just think it looks fan- They're using the, the Clone Wars season seven animation and budget. Yeah. And I'm so happy for it. Yeah. Because that was a successful season, like, by all right? accounts. It, obviously, that that's kind of what pushed this series to be greenlit, yeah, right? And it's closing out that the, the Clone Wars, right? So yeah. that's. And Kevin, I, I know you, you're not as big of a fan of the animated uh, Star Wars content. Uh, what did you think of this trailer? Uh, no, I think it looks it, it looks really good for what it is. Um, yeah, and I think it'll appeal to a very small niche pocket of Star Wars fans who, you know, have sort of gone down the Clone Wars journey and 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 like that sort of era in Star Wars. Um, I don't know. I think it looks good for what it is, but it's it doesn't look like it's my uh, cup of tea. I don't think. Right now, I'm kind of feeling the opposite way, Kevin. Like I, I really, I'm 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 so stoked for the Obi Wan situation, but I'm I'm. I honestly really love these when they get these new characters in these settings and situations that are happening that are maybe further removed from the Skywalkers. We've gotten so much of the Skywalkers and we've gotten, you know, we've, we've gotten quite a bit of uh, of Obi-Wan throughout the, the Clone Wars and things like that. So getting to see these guys, these new characters that came on in, in season seven and just honestly dominated the the internet with uh with just their their the characterizations that they are uh but yes that comes out on disney plus with a 70 minute premiere episode on may the 4th be with you uh so super stoked for that um you know if we're gonna record any content maybe it'll be a really long one i don't know um but guys from one bad batch to another uh let's talk about this latest trailer or this newest trailer for or the only trailer for suicide squad Directed and written by James Gunn, uh, with influences from original comics writer John Ostrander. Of course, this stars Margie. I'll oh, get ready for this. Margot Robbie, Joel Kinnaman, Idris Elba, John Cena, Michael Rooker, Viola Davis, Pete Davidson, Nathan Fillion, Jai Courtney, Michaela Hoover, Alice Braga, David Desmalchian, Taika Waititi, Flula Borg, Sean Gunn, and of course. Sylvester Stallone as King Shark. Uh, of course, this is a group of supervillains, uh, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Belle Reve Prison that join the super-secret Shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at the remote enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Kevin, w- dude, what did this trailer do for you, my friend? It did a lot for me, actually. Right? Um, I mean... I don't think it was going to be hard to even make a trailer that was better than all of that original movie back in, what was it, 2015? Is it that oh long gosh. ago now? I don't uh, even care. 2016, you know. Um, but this just, this is, uh, you know, uh, different levels. This is a different tier of, of entertainment by the looks of it. Um, got super strong Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. The horrible twisted mind, as it even said in the... Uh, in the trailer oh, yeah. there uh, oh, yeah. you can see james gunn fingerprints all over it i'm 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 curious to see how they fit all these people in i think i have a theory about what's what's kind of going to go on with that um john cena keeps keeps impressing me he's just got such cremated uh, uh, uh great comedic chops i think he's honestly just a, naturally funnier than the rock and i know <laughs> a lot of people oh, might wow. disagree with me rock's yeah. got all the charisma on the on the planet but i i just don't think he's ever evolved as an actor whereas i think john cena's just he's so good in these comedic roles so I'm, I'm most excited for him uh, i think so and you yeah. see him in that that he's got that stupid helmet on and then that one moment where he's like sitting up in some sort of like clock tower and he's got his short shorts on <laughs> like what <laughs> 
Justin, what are your thoughts, my friend? Yeah, I feel like it uh, looks like a lot of fun. It looks colorful. Uh, it, it Again, very James Gunn. It, it, it seems to incorporate popular music into it to kind of fuse that, that sort of thing. You know, again, something that they tried to do with the original Suicide Squad, but just came off as a really bad version of a James Gunn movie. It's just nice to see that James Gunn is now going to have his hands in this property and actually do this movie some justice. So it looks good. The music in the trailer... It, yeah, to your point, Justin, it's got me stoked. Like, are we going to get maybe something? I don't think we can get anything that lives up to it, but something close to a Guardians of the Galaxy-esque soundtrack, right? Of course, with some he of the will. songs that they he have will. a chance to play he, with, right? He, like, he says that he, he's, he's so good with that stuff. He's gone on the record of saying that in many cases, he, he comes up with the songs before, right? So he, he right. already, because the songs will guide a sort of mood or tone or it, it shapes something in his head. So he'll always devise that. So I, I feel like we'll have a you know, Suicide Squad soundtrack, because that will be, uh, you know, our ability to understand, you know, the sort of the, 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 the popular music context of, of what influenced the, the ideas from, for this movie. Right. So I'm excited. It looks cool. Absolutely. I'm so stoked. And James Gunn was definitely the right choice for this. Kevin, you mentioned you had a theory. Uh, and I, I also have a theory, but I think we have the same theory. So I, I would love to know what is your theory as to why, maybe, why are they focusing on just maybe a select group of, uh, of this cast in this trailer? I think there's the one scene um, where you sort of see these characters sort of uh, walking into frame together. Um, yeah. But you don't really see them ever again in the trailer. It focuses on a second group of, of um, you know, uh, soldiers, if you will. And so I think we're going to open up on a mission with some of these other characters, uh, your Pete Davidsons um, uh, and your, your flu Laborg. Yes. Yeah. And they'll yeah. have a quick moment to shine. They'll have a good one liner joke. Something's going to go wrong with that mission. I think Harley Quinn's going to be with them. The mission's going to go wrong. They're all going to die. And then that's why the second team has to come in to save Harley as they're on their way to go fight the giant starfish. Like, if anybody right. can yeah, make a bad we'll get, guy we'll like that yeah. work, like... Right, and, like, it's funny because you see, you see Harley, you even see her holding Javelin Man's Javelin throughout the trailer, throughout the second half of the trailer, as soon as you see her, she's got it. So, obviously, he doesn't need it at some point because, obviously, he's dead, right? Exactly. And so, I think even in the posters, a lot of the posters that you read, on the bottom, the tagline is, don't get too attached... And I think that has something to do with both them dying, but also Nathan Fillion's character, who's going to be playing a character. I can't remember his name, but his arm arm removal guy or something <laughs> like that. Like he's based off an actual comic book character that can remove his limbs or something. Um, so really, really cool. And guys, Starro at the end. We got to talk about Starro. I mean, are we going to see a, a giant army of of baby Starros all over the world? Because like. Honestly, I'd love them to go. We were just talking about Rick and Morty. I'd love them to go full Rick and Morty with it and show like an entire country overtaken with Starros, just Starros <laughs> on everyone's face. And they're just going about their daily lives. Like you see a news uh, you know, program and they're just Starros like all in service of Starro. I don't know. I think that he could I think do that. Be really I wouldn't fun. be I wouldn't I don't think that's too far fetched, man. Like if you've seen right? if you've seen Slither, dude, yeah. he could go there. He could totally go yeah, there with yeah. that and that concept <laughs> would totally work. Um, so oh I think gosh. that that's totally. Were you guys possible. shocked to see a giant starfish show up in this this trailer? No, I no. mean, <laughs> no. I, Given there's the nothing's going to be wild yeah. or too crazy. I think in this movie, just brace yourself for for you know batshit crazy. I think is going to be the whole theme of this one. So, and I mean, oh, shit, you can make Joel Kinnaman's Rick Flag look good. That whole <laughs> the whole first movie couldn't do that. 
And that yeah, trailer yeah. did it in, in 10 seconds of screen time. So, so I'm, I'm jacked. Yeah, that's coming out in theaters and on streaming uh, on HBO Max on August 6th. Hopefully we get it in Canada. Please, HBO, figure that out. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that is it for trailer time. Let's dive into our topic of the show. All right, guys, so for today's topic with the show, you know, we've been talking about so many superheroes and antiheroes and, and you know, superheroes with our, our watch clubs for WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, as well as our review for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, and with us just discussing this new Suicide Squad trailer, I thought it would be fun to test your knowledge on the reality of some of the strangest characters to show up in Marvel or DC Comics history with another round of... Fake or real? What's the deal? So, guys, I'm going to name 15 Marvel or DC characters, and you have to tell them or, me whether or not you think they are fake or real. Uh, I'll reveal their name and maybe a little bit about them, including, like, their abilities, but that's it. You have to decide if it's something from, you know, Marvel, DC, or me. Uh, so, guys, uh, you good to go? Are we ready to get started? Yes. Yeah. So guys, get ready. These are uh, these. Some of these are a little more involved, and some of them are maybe a little less involved. And we'll see what you think of that. Perfect. All right, ready. For our first character, we have 3D Man, formed by his brother, focusing really hard through the lens of his glasses. This hero has three times the strength and three times the speed of normal humans. Fake or real? Fake or real? 3D man. <laughs> See, I'm also. I'm gonna say fake to that one. Okay. Um, yeah, all right. I just that would that one almost seems too plausible. <laughs> too plausible. All right. Okay. We're going with fake from Justin and Kevin, both saying fake. Okay. The next one here, we have Pig Plummet. This villainous character was tending to his farm when radiation rain caused his cells to merge with pigs. He now uses his massive strength and size to crush his enemy using uh, his enemies using deadly belly flops. Guys, is Pig Plummet fake or real? Well, yeah, real. Although I think that was a, a, a Power Rangers bad guy, if anything. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, both saying real there. Justin saying real, Kevin saying real. Our, our third superhero or villain, who knows? D-Man. Uh, D-Man was a normal man who, despite being a promising athlete, chose to undergo augmentation from the power broker, finding himself too strong for conventional sports. He entered the Unlimited Class Wrestling Federation. Guys, is D-Man real or fake? Fake or real? See, once you start bringing in characters like Power Broker, now how can I say anything but real? Okay. Both going with real for D-Man. Also, I was getting some serious uh, It's Always Sunny vibes there. Yeah. D-Man. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, guys. This next character here is the Badger, a Vietnam War veteran who suffered from multiple personality disorder. One of the personalities that inhabited his body was a character named the Badger who could talk to animals. Supposedly, he had a drug-induced vision where he saw... God appeared to him as a badger. Is this fake or real? Justin going with real. real. Kevin going with fake. Ooh, okay. We got a split he's, he's, here. He's confident in that one. 
He's I mean, very I, come I'm on. not We've confident got... in any of these. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just literally crap shooting, man. I'm yeah. like rolling Suicide the dice. Squad's giving us Weasel. I, the Badgers think you know? what I think. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Our next character here is Cold Kitty. After witnessing the accidental death of her mother at the hands of her father, she decides to move to the South Pole to live out the rest of her days working at a local pet store by day and wearing a white cat costume fighting domestic abuse by night. She's pretty much just a white costume version of Catwoman. Is she fake or real? Cold Kitty. Justin is going with real. real. Kevin is going with real. I've been real for too much, so one of those has got to be <laughs> fake. But I feel like that's <laughs> that's so in-depth that you wouldn't have actually made that up. If you did, I, mean, I can't wait to find out. All right, our next character, the wizard. As a child, when he was traveling with his father, he was bitten by a poisonous cobra. His father decided to use mongoose blood as an anti-venom for the bite. And once the anti-venom was applied, he was able to run at superhuman speeds. Is the wizard fake or real? The wizard. <laughs> Kevin going with real. Justin coming in with fake. I'm pretty okay. sure I've heard of the wizard. And it's the like, wizard. You know, is he is he just running real fast because he's got to find a washroom? I think I've heard of the wizard. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that explanation. That's much better than mongoose blood. Um, <laughs> Are mongoose okay. fast? I don't think so. I don't think they are. Like I think they're um, vicious, but fast? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to go to this next one here, the Black Condor. Of course, in uh, in Falcon and Winter Soldier in the last episode, we got that kid calling him the Black Falcon. Now we've got the Black Condor, uh, raised by an actual condor. He learned how to fly simply by flapping his arms. He failed several times until one day he was able to fly. Is this fake or real? It's fucking fake. Justin is going with fake. fake. Kevin is going with fake. Okay. All right. I think there's a lot of the black something characters. I don't think this one <laughs> raised by an actual bird is the one. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Next up, we have Kid Man. Once, a powerful, once as powerful as a bodybuilder, this incredible athlete slash doctor is abducted by aliens one fateful night. Upon waking up in his childhood room, he discovers that he now only possesses the strength of a small child. Is he fake or real? Kidman. Is Kidman fake or real? All right, real. Justin is saying real. I'll give you a real on Kevin, that. Kevin is saying fake. All right, interesting, interesting. I, I feel like All I'm, right, guys. I'm, I'm already losing, so <laughs> at this point, I might just any mini mining mow it. Yeah, at this point. I mean, listen, with a lot of these, it, it's it, nobody knows these characters, you know? And maybe that's because they're all fake oh, or they're all real. He's pulling one of those. Oh, who knows? Who knows? I just think there's so many bad ca- comic book characters out there <laughs> yes. that like, you can't apply logic to this. All of them liter- literally could be real. <laughs> they so could, hard. they could. <laughs> All right, this next character, guys, uh, we've got Social Medusa. An archaeologist becomes popular on social media and decides to unearth an ancient gem hidden deep under a Greek temple while streaming for her millions of followers. Once she discovers the gem, she's transformed into the snake-haired Medusa uh, with the power to turn anyone who looks at her posts on social media into stone. <laughs> Is this fake or real? Uh, no, there's got to be a Medusa, but that's that's not... No. Justin is saying real. Kevin is saying fake. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, Okay, guys. Uh, So this is I Scream. 
like I scream. The mutant supervillain Ice Cream has the ability to turn into, into any flavor of ice cream he wants. His biggest foes include the sun, hungry babies, and lactose-free diets. <laughs> ice Cream. Justin going with fake. Okay. I, I hate that I put so many fake in a row now Kevin, because that Kevin. one is definitely <laughs> fake. Dude, I've, I've put so many reels in a row that I'm like, I got to balance it out here. Kevin I, thinks it's fake. Okay. Watch us, like, right. watch us only get like three or four right. Oh, <laughs> Just I by can see luck. It happening. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we have Matter Eater Lad. Matter Eater Lad. He hails from the planet Bismol, like Pepto Bismol, where microbes have rendered all food on his planet inedible. In order to survive, the population evolved to be able to ingest any type of matter. So his power is that he can eat anything that's normally inedible. Guys, is matter le- matter eater lad real or fake? <laughs> Kevin real. is going with real. We're go- both going with real, real. on matter As matter real. eater I lad. I, I think I read that comic actually. Really? No, I'm just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say. Okay, all right. <clears throat> this next one, guys, Peppermint Man. Originally a candy shop owner, Peppermint Man wears a red and white striped suit and stays cool by using his ability to lower the temperature of any given space with his minty fresh breath. Is Peppermint Man real or fake? I really hope he's friggin' fake. Justin's going with fake. Kevin's going with real. On the Peppermint Man. I've lost all (laughs) grasp of reality now. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh, and again, guys, for those who are listening, please, hopefully you're keeping up with your scores as well. Um, feel free to to write in the show uh, to wearegeekcentric.gmail.com with your scores. Uh, guys, this next one here, Kid Eternity. He was a regular kid who died before his time. His life ended in a boating accident, but due to a cosmic mishap, it was determined that he should have lived another 70 years and was therefore restored back to life and given a variety of powers by way of compensation. Sworn to do good in the world, he could summon any historical or mythological being to help him in his tasks and could also make himself invisible. Is it fake or real? Kid Eternity. Okay, Kevin going with real. Justin going with Fake. I have a good feeling fake. about that one being real. I just love how, with all that backstory, oh, and yeah. also he could be invisible. Like just, <laughs> just throw that in there. <laughs> throw that in there. He listen. He, he's a kid who died in a boating accident. He's supposed to live seventy years later. All right, guys. Uh, we got two more left. Here we go. Danny the street. <laughs> Danny the street is a thinking piece of pavement, like an actual roadway with thoughts. <laughs> Danny can Danny can integrate himself into the geography of any city without people noticing and he speaks through window signs of shops that line his body. Also, he's a transvestite. <laughs> Danny the street. Justin is saying fake. Kevin is saying upside down fake. Okay. If that one's All right, real, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have to see, my friend. Then we'll have to everything see, guys. is wrong. I, I like this <laughs> done. All right, now this last one here, guys. You're gonna have to really think. Am I, am I throwing you off, or is this, you know, what's going on here? My last character's name is Conclusion. A depressed comic book writer attempts to end his own life when he is stopped by Loki and gifted a magical book that gives him the ability to end any ongoing story he sees in front of him, except for his own. Conclusion. Is conclusion fake or real? Justin's going with real. 
Kevin is going with real. Okay. All right, okay. I want to know. Now you're name dropping people we know. That's making it real tricky. <laughs> it's actually an okay premise, that one. Yeah, I right? like that one. Yeah. I love that one. Uh, but, guys, let's talk about That's whether fake. or not those are fake or real. The only reason you'd love Starting- that is because you come up with it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, really quickly, I won't go through the ability. Like, I won't take too long to go through the abilities, but just to remind our listeners 3D Man, formed by his brother, focusing really hard through the lens of his glasses. He has three times the strength uh, and three times the speed of normal humans. Justin, you said fake. Kevin, you said fake. 3D Man is real, dude. Damn. He's a real Marvel character from the 70s. It, literally, it's a man wearing 3D glasses, and he's he's red and blue. It's just I feel like awful. Yeah, I feel like I have seen that. Right? That's like 3D right man? when the fad of 3D was like really hitting. Like you know, like getting you got those glasses, and you could see like yeah. those pages in the comics, in the and comic stuff books, like that. Yeah, so maybe they did way, it to sell 3D glasses. It was 100 percent a marketing. <laughs> Um, this next character, Pig Plummet, he's the villainous character that was tending to his farm, got you know rained on with radiation rain and got, caused his cells to merge with pigs. He now uses his massive size to crush his enemies with deadly belly flops. Uh, both of you said real. Guys, <laughs> I made up Pig Plummet. <laughs> of course. Can I, be a, I could be a Marvel writer, you guys. Are you kidding me? Pig I, Plummet. But like, there's just so many <laughs> obscure characters that that could yes. exist. Um, but guys, let's move on to the next one here. D-Man was a normal man who, despite being a promising athlete, uh, chose to go undergo augmentation from the power broker, finding himself too strong for conventional sports. He entered the Ultimate Class Wrestling Federation. Justin, you said real. Kevin, you said real. Points around the board. Right. Of course, D-Man is a real character. And if you look up his costume, this guy looks like a like a Wolverine ripoff. Yeah, he's like, totally a Wolverine so, ripoff. So much, so much. All right, guys. Next up, we've got the Badger, a, vet, a Vietnam veteran who suffered from multiple personality disorder. He, he was on drugs. He saw a god that was a badger, thought he, he could be a badger that talks to animals. Uh, Justin, you said real. Kevin, you said fake. It's real. The Badger is a real character. Uh, <laughs> he's just one of many personalities of this character, um, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, guys, let's talk about Cold Kitty. After witnessing the accidental death of her mother at the hands of her father, she decides to move to the South Pole to live out the rest of her days working at a local pet store, wearing uh, a cat- white cat suit by night, fighting domestic abuse. Uh, pretty much just a white costume version of Catwoman. Justin, you said real. Kevin, you said real. I got you guys. I got you again. Let's go. <laughs> Cold Kitty. <laughs> wow. Uh, we also have the wizard. As a child, when he was traveling with his father, he was bitten by a cobra. Uh, he got mongoose blood injected in him, and now he can run superhuman speeds. Uh, Justin, you said fake. Kevin, you said real. Kevin, it's real. The wizard is a real character. Kind of looks like a Flash kind of character. Um, some, you know, obviously similar. But Justin, to your point, mongooses are not fast. So I don't know what the heck they're thinking with the mongoose blood. It's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> The Black Condor. Raised by an actual condor, he learned how to fly simply by flapping his arms. He failed several times until one day he was able to fly. Guys, this is like a classic Mowgli story because you both said fake. The Black Condor is a a real real character. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I don't think he's black, though. I think he just wears like he has black wings. I don't know. I don't know. 
Guys, Kidman, once as powerful as a bodybuilder and this incredible athlete slash doctor, is abducted by aliens one fateful night. Upon waking up in his childhood room, he discovers that he now only possesses the strength of a small child. Justin, you said real. Kevin, you said fake. You called me on my bullshit. So you got it. You got it. It was fake. I made it up. And guys, while I was writing these, I had IMDb open. And I look over to my right, and I was trying to think of a character name. And guess who was right there? Nicole Kidman. Uh, so I came up with Kidman. <laughs> uh, but guys, I mean, listen, that's a great story. Yo, that's that was very creative. It, I, Not all bad. The ones, all the ones that are, fa- that are fake that I nominated as real... You should take that yeah. as credit. Those should be comics. Uh, they should. We should have I'm, them. Right? We should. I we need should to become a, a writer as geek centric yeah. comics. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I think that could work. <laughs> Interesting. So look forward to that, listeners. Uh, guys, Social Medusa, an archaeologist, becomes a po- becomes popular on social media and decides to unearth an ancient gem hidden underneath a deep a deep underneath a Greek temple. While streaming for her millions of followers, she discovers a gem that transforms her into the snake haired Medusa with the power to turn anyone who looks at her posts on social media. <laughs> into stone um (laughs) okay justin you said this was real kevin you said this was fake this is fake social medusa is not a real character i made her up so that works right that's a great story (laughs) you could imagine her being like at the boom of like instagram when that came out right like that's when they would introduce her but um and there is a medusa a marvel character named medusa there is but there's not one named social Social medusa Medusa. so uh, guys, Ice Cream, uh, the mutant supervillain that has the ability to turn into any flavor of ice cream he wants. His biggest foes include the sun, hungry babies, and lactose-free diets. Both of you said fake. Guys, Ice Cream is real, dude. Ice Cream is a real <laughs> character in the comic books. Um, and I, I honestly don't know how, because <laughs> that seems like the most useless. <laughs> like, I don't even know how he would get past one story. Maybe he was only in one issue or something, but Ice Cream, you guys. Wow. Uh, guys, Man Eater Lad... Uh, right here, uh, we've got uh, Manny Lad who hails from the planet Bismol, where microbes have rendered all food on this planet inedible. Uh, in, in order to survive, the population evolves to ingest any type of matter. So his power is that he can basically eat anything that's inedible to us humans. Justin, you said real. Kevin, you said real. Matter Eater Lad is real. Yes, he absolutely mm-hmm. is real. And if you look up the pictures, it's just him eating through like a gate. Mm-hmm. Like you could... <laughs> You could imagine like he's like he's like hanging out with the other superheroes and like we gotta get past this gate. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and he's like, "All right, I'm I'm starving." Oh, unreal, Uh, guys! This next one, Peppermint Man, originally a candy shop owner, Peppermint Man wears a red and white striped suit and stays cool by using his ability to to lower the temperature of any given space using his minty fresh breath. Justin, you said fake. Kevin, you said real. Peppermint Man is totally fake. I made that guy up. I made that guy up, and I was like. It has worried because I was like all over it. I was like, Nate yeah, right. Is totally <laughs> like thinking of that, like that, that yeah. candy do, shop. Do, 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 do. Do. Let's all go to the <laughs> lobby. So good. And like Peppermint Man, like I tried to give him like a, a smaller description to see if I could throw you guys off to be like, okay, it did he make it up? Did you he had not me make on the up? costume. I believed you because of the costume. <laughs> the costume, right? You could see him with his like top hat and his peppermint cane. Um, guys, this next one, Kid Eternity. <laughs> he was a regular kid who died before his time. His life ended in a boating accident, but a comic mishap brought him back to life uh, because he was supposed to live for 70 more years. And in way of compensation, he was uh, he was sworn to do good and he could summon the his- any historical mythological being to help him with his task. Oh, and also he could make himself invisible. Uh, Justin, you said fake. Kevin, you said real. Kid Eternity is totally real. He's a real 
freaking character. And you could almost imagine that he was introduced, you know, to comics to help kids, like, learn about historical figures or something like that, right? There you like, go, yeah. And invisibility. That one's throwing me off so much. <laughs> Maybe he likes to see how Benjamin Franklin reacts in, you know, without him being involved. Who knows? Uh, guys, Danny the Street is a thinking piece of pavement. Uh, an actual roadway with thoughts. Danny can integrate himself into ge- the geography of any city without people noticing. He speaks through window signs of shops that line his body, and he's also a transvestite. Both of you said fake. No points for either of you guys, because Danny the Street is re- is a real comic character. No. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he is a real comic book character, and I I want to read all his comics right now. He sounds amazing. <laughs> So does he? Uh, does he? Yes, he's a real comic book character. Um, all right, guys, this last one here, and then I'll get you guys your points. Conclusion. A depressed comic book writer attempts to end his own life when he's stopped by Loki and gifted a magical book that gives him the ability to end any ongoing story he sees in front of him except his own. Both of you said real. Guys, conclusion <laughs> is something that I made up. Honestly, though, there's potential to that character. Yeah, that's what I'm that one sounded idea? interesting. Yeah. Right? Because you could almost get, like, the meta of, like, you're reading the comic book, and then he, like, is, like, talking to you, and he's like, I'm going to end this comic book like, right now. I, like, I was getting very Deadpool, Deadpool breaking the fourth yeah. wall kind of vibes. Yeah. Right? Let's go. Oh, man. Conclusion is fake. So, again, no points for you guys. All right, guys. You guys ready to hear your totals? Uh, out of a total of 15 questions, fake or real... Uh, let's see here. Justin, you got four correct. <laughs> four correct. That makes sense. You actually scored, you actually scored less than my, uh, my mom. <laughs> so I had her do this test as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Um, and Kevin, you had six, my guy. All right. You had six. Kevin, taking home the weird, weird character, Marvel DC character, fake or real, uh, belt. What do you have to say for yourself? Still not even 50% for the winner. That's brutal. <laughs> That's pretty brutal, right? Pretty brutal. I was just so happy with how many fake ones that I made up that you guys thought were real. Like, almost all of them. That was that was the impressive thing. Like, it, not so much the actual the ones that were actually real that were just so stupid yeah. it'd be hard to believe. It was the ones <laughs> that you came up with that were like, oh, that would have been okay. Any of your fake ones were better than Danny the Street. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I like Danny the Street. I like the idea that he talks through wind signs on his windows and doesn't actually talk with a voice or anything. Um, but guys, that is it for our show. A little bit of a longer one tonight, but that is all right because uh, we had so many phenomenal fake and real characters to talk about uh, tonight on the show. Guys, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts because we are geek-centric and you can be too, which means you can also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geek-centric. You can follow us on Twitter at geek-centric-yt and you can follow us on Instagram at wearegeek-centric. Also, uh, if you want to hang out with me and uh, play some different types of games, uh, Nate Plays Games uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Nate Plays Games. Every Sunday night, we're playing some Mario. We just rolled credits on Super Mario 64, uh, which was very in- interesting, the, the way the credits end and everything. I'd never seen it before because I'd never finished the game. So I finally finished it. I don't know if I'm going to collect all of the stars. I might go back to it, but we did start Super Mario Galaxy on the stream last uh, last Sunday, and uh, we are going to be doing some Pokemon streams as well as 
at the end of next month, we're going to be doing some Pokemon Snap Sundays, which I'm super stoked to announce here uh, for the first time, guys. So Pokemon Snap Sundays, you'll be able to send in your own snaps as we view them on stream live. Of course, we're going to be opening up some Pokemon packs uh, in an upcoming stream as well. So join my Discord as well. We'll put the Discord in the links uh, of the show notes. Um, Justin, Kevin... Thank you so much for joining me for today's ragtag team-up episode. And as we say, love ya. Stay home safe, guys. Peace.